I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome in to what episode number is this? 10. It's episode 10 of BLT Bets. Shout out to our friends at Points by Canada. Shout out to you, Liam. Shout out to you, Tyler. We made it. We're the most consistent part of this show. Yeah, we are. Bag Milk is uh, on vacation this week. Uh, so he's up. The Oilers get bounced. Bag Milk's like, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to Vancouver. Have you ever been to Vancouver? F. Fantastic. I love Vancouver. Really? I, I remember the one time I went, my friend lived in Kitsilano and I couldn't figure out how to use the buses. Mm-hmm. So I just walked around Vancouver and it was a long, long day right around Stanley Park. I never realized how big it was until yeah. I started walking. <laughs> I would love to go. I've never been like I've been to the airport when I had to like lay over for another flight, but I've never been like that far east in Canada. The furthest east I would have been is like whatever Kamloops, Kelowna. Like I haven't actually no, that is a lie. I once did a when I was like 15 or 16. Maybe even younger, I might have been 14. Uh, my family drove to Seattle one summer. Wow. Yeah, that was a trek. But we didn't stop in Vancouver. It was like one of the ideas we threw around, but we just didn't stop in Vancouver. We just drove all the way to Seattle. Great shoot. One time when I was in Vancouver, me and my buddy got a bus from Vancouver to Seattle for 20 bucks. Catch a Mariners game. We did. Mariners White Sox. Who won? It was like uh, Mariners won. I think it was like five nothing after the first, and that's how it ended. Ooh. And Ricardo Lopez was that his name? Pitched for the White Sox. Oh yeah, okay. Um, pulled after two. I went to. The, we went on that trip, and it was my first ever MLB game. Jays were in Seattle, and uh, Felix Hernandez on the bump. So you know, yeah, you, you got that section in the back where they all had like the K signs playing the Jays. First pitch of the game. Jose Reyes, boom, home run. The first pitch I've ever seen live in a Major League Baseball game was a solo dinger from Jose Reyes. It really doesn't get better than that. Did the Jays win? I don't remember, honestly, because, again, I was 14. I just remember he hit that dinger, and it was fun. We went to, like, three ball games. Um, Seattle's a cool spot. I've never been back. I want to go back to Seattle, and I want to go to Vancouver. Um, I'm going to be in Montreal. I've never been to Montreal before. I've never been there either, but I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Montreal. Very underrated city, from what I hear. Yeah, a uh, bit of a party city. I've uh, heard it's very mm. easy to uh, get lost in the night in Montreal. I suppose the Grand Prix looked good there this weekend, actually. 
Gregor was there. Jason Gregor was there. Um, but it did look like a lot of fun. Expensive as hell, apparently, though. I was talking to my brother-in-law. He's a big F1 guy. And he was like, honestly, for the money you'd spend to go to Montreal to that one, he was like, just fly somewhere to Europe. Just go to Europe and watch it somewhere there. I don't even know if F1 would be that good to watch live. Like, well, I, I feel mean, like everything the vibe, else, right? the experience. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. It's like the experience of Formula One is what you go for. But yeah, if I was going to go to a, a Formula One race, I, well, Montreal wouldn't be top five. No. On that list. Not at all. You've been to Toronto a few times, right? I have actually never been to Toronto. I've been to Niagara Falls. So where so did been you fly to- into? Sorry, like I flew to Toronto, then I drove to Niagara Falls, but I've never been downtown Toronto. Ah. Absolute nightmare, by Are the way. Are you coming in August on our nation vacation? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can squeeze it in. You should. I mean, Toronto's a fun time. Two Jays games, TFC game. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, know we the Jays play? Yankees? No, Angels? The Guardians. Oh, perfect. So we're putting <laughs> gobs of money on the Blue Jays to win and drinking a million beers on uh, out in the outfield. We're sitting in like the home run area. So we're hoping to catch a ball. Bring your mitt. Catch a ball from future Blue Jay, Jose Ramirez. <laughs> He's one of my favorite future Blue Jays. Like, you know, every fan base has those guys, right? Where it's like, you are so locked in on him being like a future member of your team. Nothing else matters. Every rumor is about them. Ramirez is one of those guys. Um, just, you know, every offseason for the last like three years, it's been like, all right, how are the Jays going to get Ramirez out of Cleveland? Then he signs that extension and it's like, ah, damn it. This year seemed like it was the closest I ever got. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just glad we made it out of the Jay Bruce era. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> that is a great pull, man. It was, that was like four straight winters for Jay's. Like, Jay Bruce, future blue Jay. He's the guy never worked out. That's uh, like the Oilers have a few guys like that too. Like Drew Stafford, you know, Jim Matheson would always pump the mm. Drew Stafford thing. Um, Do you think Jake DeBrusque is that guy now? Yeah. I feel like every time his name gets brought up, I see the Photoshop of Jake DeBrusque in an Oilers jersey. It's, well, it's kind of like any Edmonton or local guy. I feel like that's the same with every fan base though, right? Like if there's a guy from your city of the team you cheer for and they're reportedly out there, it's like, all right, what do we got to do? How do we get this guy here? Like, he's a fit. Bring him home. Why wouldn't he want to come here? He's not only not lived here for the last 15 years of his yeah. life. He loves Edmonton. Mm. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little hockey here, I suppose. And uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Game four goes tonight between the Lightning and the Avs. After two, the talk was quick series, right? It was, all right, the Avs are just a juggernaut. They are way too much for anyone to handle. Um, and then the Lightning... They woke up in game three, and I think they maybe exposed the fatal flaw of the avalanche, and that's subpar goaltending. Because when Kemp yeah. off, he's real off. And I know Vasilevsky hasn't been great this series either. It's been great if you've been betting the over every game. But I think that gives me reason to think that the fact I bet on the Lightning to start at plus 150, bet on them when they were down one nothing at plus 230, I'm actually a little confident in these picks. Well, the Lightning went down 2 nothing last last series against the Rangers against the best goalie in the league, right? Well, yeah. we saw that last night. He won the best. No, but, yeah, like, it's it's hard to doubt the Lightning. Like, this has kind of been my thing the entire run besides when I went on my own little tangent a couple of weeks ago and said Colorado was going to sweep. Yeah. But besides that, like, I just think until you win, 
you shouldn't be the favorite, I guess is a good way to put it. Or like to be yeah. doubt, like Tampa shouldn't be doubted. And one thing that I liked the most about Tampa Bay last game, and I think it was very well replicated by Nick Paul, is just they have such a will to win. Like when Nick Paul scored that goal, he was basically skating on the ice with one like not working, kind of like dry side, but it almost seemed a little well worse I suppose I mean he scores and he's just like Tampa Bay just seems to have that that will to want to do whatever it takes to get over the hump that's and if they tie the series think, tonight pet him that's their experience I think coming through as well right exactly yeah and now we're one game away from the series being tied and I think once it gets back to level terms and it's right in favor of Tampa Bay again yeah I mean the the thing for Colorado will always be the home ice advantage right um, yeah. The fact that they're going to get two of those last three if we need them all in Denver. I think that'll be huge. Their building's been awesome. Like that Colorado fan base, it, they go hard. Um, so that's always going to be the reason I have pause. Even if Tampa wins, I'd be like, okay, you still got to take one in Colorado and win on home ice. But like with, with the goaltending up in the air, Tampa missing Braden Point now, but granted they won without him. I don't know. It's just momentum never carries over from game to game. Sometimes we talk about it. I think in the moment when you're doing analysis, it's hard to forget that. But who saw, like before game three, if you had to make a pick, it would have been like, okay, maybe Tampa wins a tight one here because the home crowd gives them a boost. No one saw them beating the wheels off the abs in that hockey game. Yeah. Well, isn't it Frank that always says never bet on the team that gets beat? Like in like game two, they got hammered seven nothing with yeah. the final right, and then they come back and win a big one. Like game four tonight, if Colorado win, I think it's done. Like I just oh yeah, like that seems like an obvious statement. But um, it's funny you say like the home ice advantage because Colorado that was Colorado's first loss on the road this playoffs last game. That's the first time they've lost on the road in the playoffs, and you know the only games they've lost are at home, which we're only against St. Louis. Like they've just been so, so good. It's, it's so impressive what they've been able to do. And like Tampa Bay has had to have a bit of an adversity, I guess, which almost like the stories are both interesting in the sense of like Colorado doesn't know how to lose, but Tampa Bay has figured out a way that like, if they do lose, they know how to come back and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then tonight they're a pick them. Like even the Bucks don't know which way it's going to go. And I find that interesting too, because like the lightning obviously dogs for games one and two, I get home ice gives you a bit mm-hmm. of a, a pushback there, but for this to be all the way to pick them. And I'm actually seeing like points bet. The line is shifting a little bit towards the lightning. They're now minus minus one fifteen, and the abs are minus minus one ten. So that tells you there's probably a bit of money coming in on Tampa Bay. Um, the spot I love tonight though, is the over it's hitting every game. It's hit, they've gotten to seven goals in every game. And on points bet, the over is paying even money and it's set in an even six. I Vasilevsky has been yeah, not great, I guess, is yeah. not Vasilevsky, you could say. So even if Tampa wins for, for him to give up two goals and it's a 4-2 win, you get a push or a 5-2 with an empty netter. I think that's realistic. And if Colorado wins, they're probably popping three, four or five past Vasilevsky. And there's no way I, I have any confidence I would have any confidence in Kemper not giving up two or three. Well, here's a question. What if Kemper doesn't play? What if friend, I th- even more. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Because I know the conversation now is, is like, is Franzo's, Franzo's the better goalie right now? He hasn't lost a game in the playoffs. Six and oh, I think he is. Like, if he's in, does that kind of sway it? I like, I with you. I don't think it does, but I think it's a conversation. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I again, no. I think Kemper starts, and I like the over. It's just a little over. You said even money now, right? I got that yeah. right around there too. Like that's probably a good spot, and I I think the series gets tied tonight. I really do. I think yeah, Tampa like- Bay. I I just it's that thing you like to say. You don't if you till you lose at home, right? Like Hold on. And I don't know. I just think Tampa Bay, just the way they had that will to come out last game and do what they did against Colorado, it just. I guess almost inspires me to bet on them. If you want to put it that way, <laughs> even money on the money line or take them in reg. What are they in reg plus one thirty to win this game in regulation? Do you think, you think we're getting OT for a second time? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either because I think Colorado kind of just fell asleep a little bit in game one and then it came back. I just, I don't know. I think that's what it's going to take for it to go to overtime. I just feel like when one team's on it in this game, the other team is just isn't, it's kind of, been the way it is it seems like an obvious statement <laughs> just the games aren't very close besides game one which really wasn't even that close either colorado just kind of let Tampa bay back in it mm-hmm. you know so uh, yeah i think even maybe even puck line like is that too crazy with the empty nets like i love doing puck lines in the playoffs it just seems like a if they're gonna win they're probably gonna win by two right like right now i have it at plus 225 for Tampa to win by two or more yeah, that's what I got too. Um, yeah, maybe that's uh, one of the legs on the sandwich. You have to stay Man tuned. Yes. Mm. Uh, Vasilevsky saves is an interesting spot tonight as well. Uh, the line set at thirty-two and a half. He had thirty-seven saves last game, only twenty-three in the second game when he got lit up, and then thirty-four in game one. Colorado puts a lot of pucks on net. Lots of pucks on net. They love putting rubber on on net, and they're never pulling it. Vasilevsky will not get pulled. Like Brian Elliott will not be. He'll get a he'll get a ring if they win, but he won't have played a minute in this playoffs. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, almost makes it more likely that it'll hit. Like you said, Colorado shoots everything. They're, aver- they even- Sorry, they're averaging thirty nine point eight shots per game in the playoffs. <sighs> that is nuts. And that, and you've got to think too. There's a series in there against St. Louis where McKinnon's line was shut down by Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. And their numbers are still that high. Like, that's that's nuts. And also, 30, what did you say, 38.9? 39.8 shots per game. Holy smokes. Even if they, even if they hit their average and score six goals, the Vasilevsky bet hits. <laughs> yeah, I think that one seems like a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I like that spot. Um, the other two I liked are Anthony Sorelli to get a point at plus 115. Great spot. Braden points out of the lineup. I talked about this on the Daily Faceoff show today. Braden points out of the lineup. Sorelli gets moved up to the top power play unit. Gets a little bit more offensive zone responsibility as well. Um, Sorelli at plus 115 to get a point. He's hit it in two of three. I think that's a really, really solid spot. Um, I also like Miko Rantanen to pick up an assist. Uh, he's hit this one. It's minus 135. He's got three straight multi-assist games. Wow. Yeah, if, you, if you bet on him to get a, to get multiple assists again tonight, it's plus 315. That's crazy. Um, is there an update on Kucherov? Do we know much he's on playing. his status? He is playing. Okay. Yeah. But again, how healthy is he? Yeah. like I wonder if someone like Stamkos is a good person to kind of luck at tonight. Just And obviously, like he's a star player, but just... Yeah. He seems to be showing up at like critical moments for them. Like what he had a goal last game and I don't know if like there's so many guys on the lineup and Stamkos 
the guy who's usually always out of the lineup in the playoffs is like still around playing. Maybe he's yep. the guy. I have him plus 180 tonight to score. I actually don't mind that. But also, Palat, does playoff Palat continue? Plus 230 to score? Palat to go over two and a half shots is plus 140. Plus 140. He's hit this mark. He's gone over two and a half in three or five games. Good number. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good one too. Yeah. And I always I like looking at the guys that I let one and a half shots. It's always you intriguing, know? eh? It always locks me in. Like there's a couple of here I've noticed. Nick Paul, Corey Perry, like if Corey Perry's on the power play, a couple of greasy shots from in front, a tip, like he could grab a couple there. Like I don't have any of the stats in front of me to back up if he's hit that or anything, but you know, there's a bunch of them here on Tampa Bay, even in Colorado, like Bowen Byram. Perry's hit it in back-to-back games, but only two of his last five. Back-to-back games, though. Yeah, back-to-back <laughs> games. Uh, Bowen Byram, is he one and a half? One and a half, he's minus 140. It. He's hit it in three of five. It's not terrible. Not terrible. Um, yeah, I, I love the Palat play. I'm doing the Palat shots, Vasilevsky saves, uh, Sorelli point and random assist. Those are my four props. And then I'm taking the over. So five plays tonight. In this one. Woo. I'm definitely going to go with the, uh, Vasilevsky one too. And then I'm going to do a little bit more research, a bit more prepared than I am right now. Um, and then see what else I can find on the player props. Put it, put it in our community page. Yeah, put yeah, it, put there it, you go. There you go. Uh, I'm going to post mine right now. Actually, no, I'll do it later. I want people to listen to the podcast. Come on. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting tonight. It'll be interesting to see how the series odds shift too. Like if it is 2-2, Tampa Bay started at plus 150, jumped to plus 230, plus 2 or yeah, they opened, they were plus 230 after game 1, plus 450 after game 2, which is crazy. But I wasn't betting on them then. There was no confidence in them. And then now they're back down to plus 230. So if they win tonight, will it be like whew, momentum? Like here we go and do the sportsbooks make it a pick 'em or is the home ice advantage enough to shift it? Well, it's interesting just based off what they did, like obviously going up 2-0 is a lot different than going in 2-2, but clearly that has some momentum factor to it. You would have to imagine to go up to plus 450. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they just made it like an even pick them one way, you know? I could see it. I could definitely see it. Especially the way they've made the lines for both games in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Both of them are pick Like yeah. maybe they just – don't know. <laughs> they have no idea. The sports books, no clue. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little baseball. At the time of us recording it, uh, recording this, the Jays are 15 minutes away from getting going here. They're sending Ross, okay. sending Ross Stripling to the bump to try nice. not get swept by the Chicago White Sox. Man, when they beat the Yankees that last win of the series, I was like, here we go. Like they are building up momentum. This is going to be like a big run coming for the Jays. And then they just go and I mean, they pissed away a stupid lead yesterday. Like that was embarrassing. And uh, it's not been a great look for the Toronto Blue Jays here. They are, they're struggling right now, man. And the thing is too, they're losing to t- to a team that's right there with them in the wild card race. Mm-hmm. Like the White Sox have been injured for most of the year, right? Like a lot of their guys have been hurt. And now it seems like they're kind of getting a little bit more healthy. Like White Sox, if they win tonight, it'll be only four games back of the Blue Jays in a wild card spot. All this afternoon, I guess. Yeah, that's you know, uh, not ideal. Yeah. But after this, who do they have? Like Brewers, Red Sox, Rays. It's three 
really yeah. good baseball teams. I was going to say, like, it's not getting easier for them the more this goes on. They're not playing. They're not playing Oakland until right after that. So maybe that could help them a little bit. It's like, okay, well, if this doesn't go too well, at least we have the A's a little bit after. But yeah, it's been tough to bet on them recently. You can bet the over, I suppose. That's been hitting pretty consistently just because they've been allowing so much. Like, what do, what do you think the issue is right now with the Jays? They they don't have any bullpen arms. Like, I mean, you lost a game yesterday because of your lack of bullpen arms, you know? And, and there's been other games too where like, they, they look good for a while and the bullpen just pisses it away. So the lack of bullpen arms is concerning. Ross Stripling's been good recently. So you're hoping mm-hmm. to continue that today. Um, but still, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, maybe it's just mid season blues. Like they had an eight game heater a month ago. Maybe they're due for another one, but it's also disappointing when like you look ahead of you in the standings and the Yankees are so far ahead of everyone. The Yankees have like a plus plus one seventy run differential already. It's stupid how good they are. Yeah, they've been they've been dominant. Like you said, that was a big win for the Jays against the Yankees, and then just to piss it away basically against the White Sox, it's it's not good. But like you said, like Ross Stripling's been really good. Yep. He's been probably one of the best pitches on this team um, recently. So he hasn't given up more than five runs in a game since the Yankees on May second. Wow! So last game actually was oh sorry. That was hits. He hasn't. May September twenty fifth was the last time he allowed five or more runs in a game against the Rays. He's been two zero 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 one zero zero one zero. That's good. That's pretty good. (laughs) You bet on the Jays as uh, as slight underdogs today. Well, I was thinking that. What if you did the first five? Just with Stripling. Yeah, you bet just on Stripling to do it. It's. Minus one fifteen right now for the Jays to win in the first five innings. What do you think? I like that. I think that's a solid spot. And then who are who are the White Sox going with? I didn't catch that. Uh the Chai Sox are going with Lucas Giolito, who uh he's he's good. Um I, I they been struggling though. Yeah, he, he's a good arm who's having a bad year, I think is the right mm-hmm. way to put it. Like in his last three games, eight earned against Houston, four earned against Texas. And then he had a good start against Tampa where he only gave up two earned, but even then he gave up eight hits. So I, I also think, you know, maybe if there's a spot to take the Jays, which I know this is available on some books, you can take them to get like over a certain amount of hits as a team. You know, they don't have Springer today. That's a little concerning, but they've still been hitting the ball well. I think the over is a great spot today. Um, you look at the Jays' schedule. Last nine games, they've hit the over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times in the last nine games. Are there any player props you like then with the over kind of being in play? It seems like it's going to be offensive. Yeah, I like Vladdy over one and a half total bases, and I like Chapman uh, over half a total base at minus 133. I think those are both really nice spots. I want to quickly ask you, as a bigger baseball fan than I am, what did you make of the uproar of the all-star voting yesterday. But like, what's even the uproar that fans vote? Like that's, I, I was that's, just so confused. Like people are like, Oh yeah. Or Jay's in there, blah, 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 this, that, why is this guy? And it's like, fans are voting. Like, what are you mad at that? A million fans want Alejandro Kirk in the all-star game. Like this hmm. shit happens every year. Like we know exactly how this rolls. It's not like it's MLB executives or like the media being like, hmm, Alejandro Kirk, best catcher in the American League, which there are statistics that show he's one of the best catchers in the American League. Like, this is not an insane thing. That was my thing, too, is I get it. Like, you want the all-stars there. 
But also, it's not like Kirk is not deserving of being in the conversation. He's having a great year. Yeah, he's having a great year. And that was the same with like a lot of the other guys too. We were like right up at number one. Is like these guys are like a really good players. Like maybe there should be a couple more Yankees in there, sure. But also like get off your awesome vote. If you don't like it, then vote. It's <laughs> it's free. You can literally do it on your phone while you're looking at Twitter and complaining. Just hit the link and click MLB All-Star Vote and you can do it. <laughs> and also the other thing too is like, it's an all-star game people. Like I, I understand like talking about snubs and shit like that, but at the same time, like if Bo Bichette didn't go to the all-star game this year, I would be like, ah, like mildly disappointing, but Bo mm-hmm. Bichette gets like four days off in the middle of a baseball season. That's rare. You know, Kevin Gosman doesn't go to the all-star game. I won't be like, what the hell? I'll be like, Oh great. We're not risking Kevin Gosman getting hurt to pitch in the midsummer classic. Like the night after the fucking ESPYs. like who cares? Yeah. Um, wasn't it only when Kansas were really good? Like they had basically an entire starting lineup. Wasn't it only Mike Trout was the only star or something not from Kansas? And I think that was the, that might have even been the year where it was like in Kansas City or some nonsense. It might have been too, yeah. But yeah, I, I remember that. Their fans voted in like their whole starting lineup. It was like all them and Trout. And it was like, okay, well, yeah. like again, it's an all-star game. Yeah, and it's like, like you said, it's good that people actually want to pay attention and to care, like care enough to like, like Toronto, like it's yeah. good. This team has been away for, from the city for boys. It's the first full year back or did they, they played last year, right? They, they got half it's the first year with fans, I guess. Yeah. And now people are engaged. This team's good and people want to see him in the all-star game. And also they're like the next generation, like yeah. Vladdy and Bo are the next two of the next stars in the league. Vladdy's already there. Bo's like well on his way, but. I just don't understand why everyone's so upset. Just vote. Yeah. And that's my baseball rant for the day until next month. (laughs) Until next month. Uh, Okay. I want to wrap up with this and I'm very interested to hear people again, hit us up in our Twitter community with your ranking. I put this out a week ago on Twitter and uh, I, I said the most entertaining sports to wager on. Number one, I had NFL football. And this is not just straight betting. I include kind of like DFS, DraftKings, all that stuff in there. Um, Number one, NFL football. Betting on it, electric. Sitting down on a Sunday with multiple screens, watching all these games, unreal. The DraftKings side of it and playing daily fantasy sports, sweet. I love it. The research you can put into it, building the lineups, I eat it up. I absolutely love NFL season. Number two for me is golf. There is nothing better then sitting down on a Sunday when you have a guy you pick to win in contention at a major and early on, because again, the part of this, a big part of this is DFS for me, researching my picks for DFS. Love it. Building 30 lineups for DraftKings, Love it. When you have a group of six guys who like might make the cut, might not make the cut on Friday. You're sweating on Friday already. Saturday moving day. You're sweating Sunday. It's great. I love DFS. So I said, NFL football's one, two is golf sizable tier drop off. Then at number three, I had basketball, but not win or loser. I only go with over unders or player props keeps you in the game. Yeah. I love in March madness, just blindly. If there's a game on, I just blindly bet the over in the first half. Who cares? Whatever. It's fun money. It doesn't matter. And like sitting there in every bucket being like, okay, what are they on pace for now? We need a quick three, a couple threes get made. You're fucking getting into it. Um, so basketball was number three. Number four for me was hockey. Um, I love the sport. The sport is entertaining. Betting on it is like, eh. It's like, hard. 
it's just different. It's just it very is. different. So when when I can find somewhere to bet on players or on team shots, that's better. Like if I'm watching a game that I don't care about, like it's not the Oilers, not a team I'm rooting for. It's just hockey. If I can bet on team shots on goal, that keeps me in the game. Cause again, you're kind of like watching every play as it goes. Um, player shots on goal is good, but even like over unders don't really give me like a huge sweat in hockey. Cause like the sweat doesn't come into late in the game, you know, like it, it's a slow burn kind of with hockey. Yeah, I agree. Like hockey and I just feel like the odds aren't in your favor very much either. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to win, which I think makes it less fun to bet on. Like the other ones is like, like you said, like the NBA props is the thrill of the last like three minutes of them just going back and forth, like chucking up balls. Yeah. You know, there's that. And then like hockey, like, I don't know, like are you re- you're kind of just banking on half the time the over to hit when someone pulls the goalie. Yeah. You know, like it's just not as entertaining in that aspect of things. And I love hockey. It's probably my favorite sport. And hockey draftings is just a total shit show. It's such a crapshoot because any given night, some random third liner will score two goals. And like you can sit there and pay up for the superstars. But again, like even the best players in the world, Connor McDavid's usually too expensive to fit into a decent lineup. And everyone else, like the stars don't produce every night. It's not a guarantee. So I have that there. And then five, I have baseball for kind of the same reasons. Like you can load up a DraftKings lineup. And one of the things I want to do is get more into MLB DFS. Cause I've heard once you get like the hang of it and get a good strategy, it's fun. I've never been able to find that though. Um, like I, the best players can go over four every third game. Like that shit happens. So like, DFS is really hard for baseball. It's also a bit of a slow burn. Like I don't mind doing a little first five over under action. That's fun. When I'm watching Jay's games. Yeah. I do think there are areas where you can just by even looking at pitching matchups, really make some money betting first fives in, uh, in baseball. That's something I got really into last summer. I had a system of like sort of a checklist where I'd look at a game, you know, look at the pitchers, ERAs, look at their ERAs over the last three starts take a look at the other team, how they hit against either a lefty or a righty. And if it sort of checked all these boxes, then I'd play the first five innings and take the bullpen out of it. But baseball was five on my list. So it was NFL football, golf, basketball, over-unders or props, hockey, baseball. Liam, your rankings. My rankings. Coming in at number one, NFL. Just everything. Just everything about it is pure entertainment. The fact I can just sit on my ass all day and watch every single game on red zone and all that stuff just makes it so much better. Number two, I I actually have NBA and I, I have that in the sense of like, I think the NBA does such a good job in the playoffs of lining everything up that it's like, you never miss a game. And even like on Christmas, like the games never overlap. Like the scheduling is just so good that I can bet on eight straight games and I can watch every single game. So I love that about the NBA and like I said, just the idea of guys just chucking it up and just doing all that kind of stuff. Like, I just really like the the pace of it and the way, the excitement of betting. Like, even when I lose, it's like, okay, well, at least I enjoyed the game. Yeah, you get a bit of it. That's the hobby part of it, right? Like, at least if you lose, yeah. you're like, oh, shit, at least I had a good time watching this game. Yeah. Number three, English Premier League. That's Ooh. the Englishman coming out of me. Just the money you can make from it is... Um, kind of takes it up the lineup a little bit for me. Like you'll get like guys like Harry Kane, who's just like an elite scorer. And it's like plus 200 to score and he gets like 30 goals a year, mm-hmm. you know, it's stuff like that. And it's like, sometimes teams, the bucks don't quite pick up on like how good teams are and that kind of stuff. So that kind of helps with some of the odds. 
Um, number four, I have golf. I'm very new to golf betting. I've the last couple of years I've bet into it, but a masters was the first one I really bet on heavily. I had a decent weekend at the U S open. I only bet three balls, but on the first day I went three for four. So that right. was nice. And those are all like plus plus one fifty, plus one seventy five. Yeah, I think the lowest one I had was Corey Connors at plus 120, maybe. It was something like that. So that's good. And it's just the idea of like it's fan friendly, I guess you could say. And number five, I'm going to go NHL just from watching the Oilers and stuff like that with. Connor McDavid of one and a half and dry sidle honorable mention to formula one. It's getting into it, but it's fun that the, the idea of yes, there's 20 races in this race, but then only one of them's winning. So you can't let down those guys. And it kind of keeps you involved with like the entire grid, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at. That's my five. So NFL, NBA, English Premier League, golf, NHL, I think that's the way I did it. And then Formula One, honorable mention. I, I can't argue with it. Like, I'm not a big F1 guy. I'm not a big Premier League. I'm not a big fo- footy guy. Um, mm. But I definitely see the appeal of it. I also like, just from what I do know, um, the idea of, like, you parlay a team with, like, how many corners there's going to be in a game. Like those <laughs> little weird props. Like, I don't know. I could see myself getting into that. Yeah, those are the fun ones. And I don't know. It's just I like the idea of being involved in all aspects of the game. Like everything yeah. matters. I like that. And like you just don't get that with some of the sports, like especially NHL. And yeah. also like I think NFL plays into it because of like I like to bet on my fantasy players mm. so that if they both have Double good day. weeks and I have a great week, but if they both have terrible weeks and I have a terrible week. <laughs> and, uh, all right, okay. I'm gonna wrap this up. That's a good list. I'm gonna wrap this up because of uh, the Jays game starting. First pitch mm-hmm. has not even been thrown out yet, and the Jays have already had a coach ejected for arguing with the umpires. Oh my goodness! Well, after yesterday, I'd... yesterday was a shit show. Fair enough. Um, but That's, Guillermo Martinez yeah. went out to give the lineup card, started mouthing off to the umps, and they tossed him. <laughs> <laughs> so today should um, definitely go well for the Jays. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> vibes already for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, this is going to be uh, it for another episode of BLT Bets. Shout out to Bag Milk, who will be back on our on our next episode, and we'll uh, we'll mix in some other stuff. The off season is going to be weird when there's only baseball to bet on. I don't know what we're going to do to fill our shows, but we will uh, figure it out. Let us know your rankings, top five sports to bet on in our Twitter community, BLT Bets. Also, we'll be dropping all of our Stanley Cup plays, and uh, I'm going to start betting more on baseball. I'm going to get more into betting on baseball, and I'll uh, mm. I'll drop my plays into the community as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Shout out to our friends at Points Bet Canada, and we will talk again next week.